0: what's up everybody this is our technically our first official episode of the cinema sword podcast um because mainly because you know we tried some episodes sometimes i had mic troubles because uh, i guess one of my mics was just not um computing really well and it was getting a lot of static so that kind of messed it up um so it was kind of unusable and then of course um covid happened you know we couldn't get together and things like that. So the whole world almost came to an end. I mean, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, we're here. We're, we're going to start it up again, hopefully officially for, and we're going to, you know, hopefully keep it as consistent as we can be. Um, we are, um,
1: yeah, we are more determined. We are redoubling our efforts. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're, we're doing this yeah
0: (laughs) and uh any of you who are fans of our paradox cinephiles channel that will be back up hopefully as well um we'll probably do we'll probably talk about some rebranding things and Mm -hmm. see what else we can do with it because i would really like to get that up as well back up and maybe put out these podcast episodes onto that youtube channel or make a separate channel we will discuss later on i'm sure but uh welcome It's episode one Yep. And of course, uh, in case you don't know, my name is Tobel. I'm Brooks. And uh, we've been doing, you know, we're movie, we're movie fans, we're cinephiles, we'll say. Yep. Um, we're usually, I think I could speak for both of us, that we're kind of the both, the movie fanatics in both of our families.
1: Yes, yes, it's uh, a... <laughs> It's both a privilege <laughs> and a and a curse to, to be the, one of the only people in your family yeah. to be as enthusiastic about movies as as
0: as I am. Yeah. Um and I've Cause you you and me both only go for the theater experience a lot of the time. Yeah. When we when we want to see a movie for the first time, it has to be in the theaters. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Like most of the movies that come out um I have to
1: I have to see them in the theater. There's only like a, f- a few that I'll pass over and not want to see them. And you know what? I I have to say something. Uh I won't say who, but um somebody like kind of uh tried to make me feel bad about how much money I've probably spent on movie theaters over the years. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: And I defended myself and said, you know what? It's a hobby. It's, it's a very, it's one of, it's, it's a very strong interest of mine. It's one of the things I love to do. You know, everyone's got one. Everyone has a hobby. And I, and I told this person, you know, whether your hobby is collecting guns or, you know, shooting them, mm-hmm. uh, going hunting and, uh, and then when I when I mentioned that, they this person said, "Yeah, but that stuff's useful. You can always pass on your guns. That stuff is is." And he's like, "Yeah, but still, like like that's still a hobby. You go hunting. You spend money to shoot. You spend money to do that because you love doing it. It's an interest to you. And also golfing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Golfing is a hobby. You don't have to go golfing. Nope. You definitely don't have you definitely don't have to go don't have to go hunting. Uh, but you do it because you like it, and you enjoy it, and but you put money to that." golf if you are are, same thing with bowling you like bowling like my father-in-law go he goes he tries to go bowling like every once in a while almost once a week yeah and he's really good at it he loves doing it and uh he has his own personal stuff for it he has like his own bowling balls he has like his own i think he has a bracer Mm -hmm. you wear in your hand and uh so yeah golfing bowling hunting you know whatever your hobby is typically whatever your hobby is, you put money into that hobby because you enjoy it. Yeah. And yeah, I spend yeah, I I could I've saved a bunch of money going by not going to the theaters? Sure. But I wouldn't have had the great experiences that I've had going to see all these awesome movies. Yeah. And because a the theater experience is really the prime way to see a movie and everyone and everyone else who if my brother-in-law didn't go golfing, Mm -hmm. you know, he saved money. Sure. But he wouldn't have great experiences. He has, he's had golfing and you know,
0: plus I don't know how much golf costs nowadays. It's probably more than a movie. I would assume.
1: Oh, it's, it's expensive to go to the golfing range. It's expensive, but people, but if, but if it's something you really enjoy doing, you're definitely going to go at least once a week. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, if, if you don't, even if you buy your own clubs, buying buying your clubs, that's a lot of money. But of course, your, your clubs. Yeah. If you rent stuff, if you don't have your own clubs, you rent stuff. That still costs money. Mm-hmm. Probably not as much money to buy your own set, but it still costs money to you know to use clubs for the day, right? You know, and uh, you know, point is like you spend money on doing stuff you love to do. If people love to go get a boat and go ride out. That that costs money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You got to buy a boat. You got to – I'm a, you, gotta, you, gotta, you have to get a license, right, to drive the I'm boat? I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah. And then you have to, like, have a place to store the boat. Mm-hmm. And you got to upkeep it. You know, everything you do in this life costs money. And one of the things I love to do in my life is I like to go to the movies and I like yeah. to watch a movie the way it was meant to be experienced. That's my own personal choice. And anybody yeah. who tries to make me feel bad for that can – honestly go fornicate themselves with an iron <laughs> stick because <laughs> i i i think that's rude and offensive to try to you know make someone feel bad about doing something that they love to do
0: yeah, yeah. i mean you also like video games as well that's another hobby yeah i mean um,
1: but like my yeah my brother my brother is he has more video games than i do mm-hmm. and he has spent a ton of money on video games but video games is, is a passion of his it's something he loves to do it's a great hobby of his yep. um I and I, I, of course, have video games too. I like to play video games every once in a while, but like um, in my spare time, I, I watch movies and I play games whenever I, you know, am bored and have nothing to do.
0: Yeah,
1: but you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I really like movies are, is one of the things I live for. I just, I love going to the movies, man, and I, I love that my wife understands how much I love movies. And Alamo is like our spot, man. Like we mm. we have we have a picture of us. At Alamo, yeah, uh, we had a uh, a, a wedding f- picture. Yeah, a framed picture. Our wedding the photographer took part. an awesome picture of us at Alamo. They used a uh, like a red light effect to so you, that you can see our silhouettes in the corner. But they, yeah, like the Alamo here in town in Lubbock is like they got the actual like a really nice shot of the whole building with the with the with the sign and everything. It was and with us down in the corner, it was really great. Yeah, and we we still have that hung up in the house somewhere and mm-hmm. uh yeah so now I'm a, it's it but yeah man it's hard being um one of the only people in your family that loves movies and uh and it, it, other people in the other people in your family love movies too but they don't love them to the degree you do like nobody in my family loves movies to the degree I do they really don't mm-hmm. some of them might come close like maybe my maybe my oldest sister but at the same time Uh, I really feel like I edge her out (laughs) easily. And uh, my my dad likes talking about certain movies. But, like, there are times where I'm talking about each – with each of my family members about movies. I'm, like, talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. And at one point, they have to tell me, all right, enough. Let's talk about something else. And I'm like, all right. There's only a couple of people in my family who will probably tolerate talking with me about movies at length. And that would be maybe my oldest sister and my brother. And – yeah. Maybe my yeah, I, I think my youngest sister too. My youngest sister because she's she's a she's a talker just like me, even more so than me. So
0: yeah,
1: everyone else in the family has their limit though. They won't. They'll only um they'll only humor me for so long. Right. So, but
0: yeah. So what's it like for you? Um. Well, my family's never given me crap for it. Uh, I mean, they're also kind of like they're the type of people that it's, it's an event for them to go to the movie theater. Yeah. And it's still an event for me too, but I mean, I like it because it's an escape. Oh um, yeah. It's distraction free. Mm-hmm. Unless you have assholes in the theater with you. Yep. Um, but other than that, it's, you know, it's the soul, it's the soul experience. Yep. That's what makes it great. Um, you know, I, I don't have a, th- I don't have my own personal theater at my house. And even if I tried to recreate something like that, it costs a lot of money. Oh yeah. I need a big space. hmm Cause none of these TVs that I could buy is going to f- be near an IMAX screen. Yeah. Um, I would ha- need like six or maybe even 12 loudspeakers on each side of the room to mm-hmm. get that surround sound. That's not going to happen. Um, so I mean that's the only place I can go to get that. And because it is just one of those it's it's an experience like you said it's also a limited experience. Like you said golfing you can go golfing anytime. That's not going away at all unless you know you get handicapped or something. Yeah. But um you know theaters they only play it once in the theater for you know a limited amount of time unless you know places like Alamo Drafthouse bring it back for like uh yeah, 20-year year anniversary. Event. I like that Alamo does that, yeah. too. That's yeah. great. I mean, I'm,
1: I'm actually considering going to see the original uh, thing from the mm-hmm. 80s with Kurt Russell because I've never seen it. Now, granted, I, I, I've heard about how it ends, but I would still like to see it anyway.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's also because my mom's just not one to sit around other strangers Yeah, a lot and... Uh, I guess my sister's kind of the same way, but I think she's also kind of would like to be on her phone, which I get that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, nobody really talks to the degree of movies like as you and me do. Um, it's just for them, it's just entertainment, something to put on in the background when they're cleaning or when they're Mm -hmm. studying. Sometimes they'll get into it if it's nice. Well, here's what
1: a lot of people don't understand. Movies are a form of art. Mm -hmm. They don't, that's what people don't get movies are a lot of people a lot of people don't get a lot of people do get it there are a lot of people that do get it but a lot of people also don't and they don't understand that movies are a form of art they are um and art is like subjective Yep. you know you look at a piece of art some understand it some don't yeah and you get you get different things out of it. Some people look at some some people people look at a painting and they'll say, "Oh, that that painting makes me feel excited and you know very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very like energetic,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, to go out and do some of my life." And other people look at it and be like, "Oh, that that painting makes me feel very uh, somber inside, and uh, I am touched, but I'm also very." um you know, sad at the same time, or whatever. Like, you, 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 people look at art and they get something different out of it. Some people will look at, now, other people, so there are people out there that look at art and they'll be like, I don't know what that is. I don't really care. Yeah.
0: Like Jackson Pollock. Somebody will look at that Jackson Pollock painting and be yeah. like, oh, I can do that. Why, why isn't my yeah. art worth yeah. millions of dollars?
1: They don't, they don't, and a lot of people look at a movie and they're just like, what's so special about it? But yeah. they don't understand the hard work that goes into making a movie Mm -hmm. uh you don't just turn a camera on or whip a phone out for 10 minutes you know or and just get like you can't just get a camera and then just 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 walk around and and film stuff for an hour and a half and expect that to be a movie no you have to it takes a lot of work You have to write a story.
0: Avant-garde stuff would say different, but I (laughs) get what you're talking about. Avant-garde genre of film would say different, but...
1: Avant-garde?
0: Avant-garde. It's a film genre. What is that? So basically, avant-garde is like... It's very... Like, if you want to... If somebody were to say, what is... How is movie... How can film be an art? Yes a lot of people would probably go towards avant-garde style which is basically like you said people grabbing a camera and filming random stuff it could be really random like it can be i saw one in one of my classes where it's like a woman's walking up the steps they cut to her to where it's the beginning of that clip she's walking up the steps again and it's that for like maybe 30 seconds and then it cuts to something else that's not really connected to it but then it cuts back to the woman stepping up the stairs mm, and they think that's a movie i mean it, it is a movie it's a it's a okay. it's a film it's just not it's not story driven it's not narrative i mean so if if, if they shoot on, it if they shoot it in a way so basically off on guard is like non-narrative stuff
1: yeah if they shoot it in a way to where it actually feels like like there is something to what's happening then yeah. sure. But if nothing, but then again, you know, that's but, but, subjective. but if it's literally just like them capturing mm. footage of something that's seemingly random, then I, I would, I would say that's not really a movie. Uh, that's just, yeah, that's just you turning on, it's that's just, just you turning on the camera and just you know filming stuff. And it's, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but like, but in the sense of a traditional movie, like what everyone, you like, you know, movies have a beginning, middle end characters writing, you know, something narrative happens, stories. Na- narrative stories. Yeah uh people don't understand all the hard work goes into that you have to write a story you have Mm -hmm. to um get that story like approved you have to get a studio to if unless you're going to fund everything yourself you have to get a studio to help green light making the movie you have to get a director to direct it you have to get producers on board to help you know, get it made. Even
0: if you are doing it by yourself, it's way more harder work.
1: Oh yes. That. Oh yeah. You need. You need a. You need. You need crew people. You need camera crew. You need. You need lighting and sound. You need. Um, co- you need people who come in for costumes. Especially. You know. E- even. Even normal movies. Mm-hmm. Even normal movies like like movie every day like. Uh, that don't take place in like period pieces or fantasy worlds or or whatever like where people are going to be wearing regular clothes in the movie. Yeah. You can't just actors aren't just going to show up with their own clothes oh yeah i mean they will come to work in their own clothes but they can't wear their unless your movie is like so low budget or to the point where you're like you know what his clothes actually work i don't care a lot of the times you're going to want certain characters to wear certain clothes but those but your actors are probably not going to own clothes like that so therefore you have to make the clothes you have to make the clothes you have to buy the clothes you have to get the clothes the costume designers have yeah. to design a clothes clothes to like for instance um here's a random thing uh cruella the the movie cruella on disney plus i haven't watched it but i'm Mm -hmm. but i'm sure that even though most of the time everyone's probably wearing normal clothes in that movie cruella at one point is probably going to wear a very um significantly standout outfit that will be like a regular outfit but it's going to be very special to her character. So therefore they had to design that
0: yeah
1: and so on top of that you have to hire actors you have to, contracts have to be drawn up, like how much are the actors going to get paid for this, you know, and, and it and it goes on and on. And then when you actually start shooting the movie, you have to frame at the shot, you have to set the mood, you have to get the setting, you have to, you know, see it. And if something doesn't work, you have to adapt, you have to figure it out. And sometimes not everything you shoot is going to make it into the movie. You have to. That's the other thing. After you're done mm-hmm. shooting, you go into the post production work. And you can't just take everything you shot, throw it together, and call it the movie. You have to so much more. Careful work goes into post production after the actual filming of the movie is wrapped. Uh, they have to go in, they have to structure all the scenes they shot, they have to make sure everything flows nicely. Maybe something has to be rearranged. Okay, you know what? That scene doesn't really work here. Let's move it here to earlier on in the movie. It flows better that way. You know, oh, that scene doesn't work at all. We can't fade it in. Like, it just doesn't fit into the narrative. We've got to cut it out. You know, And this breaks a lot of directors' hearts when they film something so great but they can't fit it in their movie, which is why a lot of times it's great that they can put it in a deleted scene special features. That way we audiences can still check out the scene that was made.
0: Yeah, uh, or a director's cut.
1: Yeah, or a director's cut if they... Well, uh, to me, direct, that's a whole other conversation, but let's save that for another time because <laughs> I, I could talk for over an hour about director's cuts and extended cuts it. and what's the difference between them. Um, but... Yeah no and and you have to and then also after you get all the scenes uh assembled you're like okay this is it i got all the scenes assembled if your movie needs uh special effects then you got to add the special effects in if your movie uh th- and then a lot of people get you got to clean up the audio you got to add in sound effects for certain mm-hmm. things a lot of people like to add in like clicking noises for whenever they open yeah. doors you know or whatever like you have to i love movies where there are a lot, there's a lot of emphasis on uh, the sounds of doors opening up, people moving objects around. I love it when there's like, you can hear the sounds of people doing almost everything. And it's, uh, uh, particular, and those movies are particularly, particular dramas, particularly dramas. Uh, such, so, oh God, what was that one we saw with Benedict Cumberbatch where he was, he had to go to Russia? Um, oh crap. I don't remember. Wasn't it, it the like, the name of it, the Courier. Yeah, there you the go. Courier, the Courier had a lot of stuff like that, mm-hmm. and a lot of like uh, emphasis of sounds for like, you know, car doors opening, closing, people, people just putting on their jackets or picking up a pen, writing. You can hear the actual writing of the ink on paper. And, you know, closing the doors, like that. That stuff really helps. Um, bring a movie alive mm-hmm. like that and people don't a lot of people don't think about that kind of stuff No, and no it's uh, it point there's so much more I could talk about but point is like there there is so much oh yeah music too You don't forget music you have to use music to keep your movie you keep, to bring your movie to life the Lord of the Rings trilogy would not it would not be nearly as good as it is uh, with the reputation it has mm-hmm. if it weren't for the music the music yeah, I mean the actors did a great job everything looks great the shots are amazing you know the action was good the the all the actors gave 110% you know jackson did a great job you know structuring it all the way he did doing it all the way he did but if it, but still like it's the music that really brings that those story that story to life on the big screen and it really brought it home and uh, made it like the huge household name in fantasy storytelling it is today as far as cinema goes at Mm -hmm. least and you know if it weren't for that if it weren't for all that music like i don't think return of the king if it weren't for how good the music is i don't think return of the king would have won as many oscars as it did yeah and like so like music plays a very important role in the movie like maybe even the most important role
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um so yeah no like movies point is movies are incredibly much more harder to make than people think they are.
0: The experience I could tell you about firsthand is that um, when I directed my short film, um, we asked the actors to bring clothes. Like we had to tell the actors what we wanted them to wear. Yeah. So that, like you said, that has to play into it. And, um, and if they didn't have that, we offered to buy them that Yeah. we did. we had to, we had to buy one guy a, Uh, just a blank white shirt because he didn't have a blank white shirt but stuff like that we didn't get to do Foley unfortunately um I think that would have helped a lot but uh yeah I mean when you only have a two-man crew kind of three I guess if you can kind of count one of the guys coming in every now and then to do a 10 and technically it was only eight but we were trying to shoot for 10 minutes that took from three o'clock in the afternoon to midnight to shoot just 10 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, Hollywood movie that you're trying to do, like two and a half hours, that's going to take a couple of days, yeah. months, and a lot of manpower. Speaking of runtimes, I just saw
1: Venom, Let There Be Carnage, uh, mm-hmm. the other day of the other night, and it is only 90 minutes long. Yeah. And I thought that was very refreshing, and I loved it.
0: Now, you've seen it. I haven't. Mm-hmm. So... Obviously, um, we might not go. We're not going to go into too much spoilers. No. but he is going to, you know, talk about what he liked and. No, what I'll, I thought it. Could.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'm going to give my impression. Yeah, uh, I I liked it. It was very fun, very entertaining. Here's the thing: a lot of people have been talking about this, and I have to agree. The consensus is going to be: if you didn't like the first one, you aren't gonna. You're probably not going to like this one. If you did like the first one a lot. Odds are you will like this one, a lot, and so it's strange. I th- okay, so this I have. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff, to, interesting stuff to talk about here. Str- uh, apparently, the critics like this one more than the first one. Uh, apparently, I, I get. I think Venom, the first Venom movie, uh, has like a thirty-something percent of Rotten Tomatoes, and then uh, this one is at like sixty-eight or something. So the critics a lot more critics liked this than they did the first one. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Cuz honestly, I think the first one had a better story. If yeah, now I like how short this new one is and I think I like it more for I don't I don't know. I have to watch it's I only saw the first one once in theaters when it came out. Same here. So I wanted to watch it again, but I it wasn't available on any streaming service that I already have, and I didn't really feel like dropping a few bucks to rent it. Yeah. So, I'll. I still need to. I, I would like to watch them both back to back eventually, but that's probably not going to be for a while. Um, but I don't. It's it's interesting. Um, yeah, I, the first one. I think I think I liked how the okay. So here's the thing. I think what I like better about the first one, is how the. The story is actually, I think, better paced and more fleshed out in the first one. But a lot of that is because Venom and Eddie need to establish one, meet, have their relationship established. And a lot, uh, before things can really get going with the Venom action, like we have, the, they have to explain what Eddie is going through with Venom and you know how the whole venom has to eat works and whatever and like and why tom hardy is biting into a lobster in the in the lobster tank in the restaurant the first one uh so they have to set everything up explain to us what all this is and but the sequel the sequel let There be carnage doesn't have that burden on it you know it doesn't have to rehash anything and it doesn't um i can see a director doing that but Andy Circus did not want to, which yeah. is good.
0: Speaking of Andy Circus, how is his directorial debut?
1: Uh, definitely not bad. Yeah, I I think you know it's not a grand slam or anything, but right. I mean like it wasn't a tank, and that's yeah. good. It's it's strange. I can't really uh, I can't really say anything about his style that I noticed because this it's interesting because this movie pretty much feels exactly like the first one. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I think it was interesting that Andy Serkos decided to go with directing this movie as his first du- major <laughs> his directorial yeah, debut. debut. Major um, because this movie really does feel to me like just almost just like the first one. Um, I don't know. I, I, there probably is some differences in in the um, the choreography work, uh, but maybe how certain shots are framed. I think I like. I think I. I, I I think a lot of the lighting is probably better in this one, mm-hmm. but it's 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 hard to say. I have to watch both back to back and see if there's any significant differences. But they both felt like they were pretty much the same. If anything, I think maybe Andy Circus did a good job in pretty much making this movie feel like it's really Venom Part Two. It's like it's a continuation of the story, and there's nothing wildly different about it. You know, like you know, in a comparison to you know. J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson directing Star mm-hmm. Wars episodes uh, seven and eight. Right. So when Abrams did Force Awakens, he clearly had his own like uh, style and feel of the story. And then uh, Johnson came in, and it felt completely different. Well, everything looked good, and still felt like Star Wars, but like the 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 feel of the story the feel of the characters, you know, the journey, it all felt like really different and i i felt like it was not a proper continuation. I still to this day don't feel like it was a proper continuation to um Force Awakens and like you can definitely you can definitely tell the differences between the two movies and how they were directed. Yeah. Now i still think Last Jedi. I'm. I'm. I'm not saying that Last Jedi was horribly directed. It was directed very well. I just don't agree with some of the writing decisions of what how they, mm-hmm. what some of the stuff in that movie. But um. Anyways, Andy Circus did a really good job with um, making Let There Be Carnage feel just like the first Venom movie. Cause I remember you saying a couple of years ago when Venom came out. The consensus was, it's not great, but it's not bad. Yeah. This, to me, the same goes for this one. Not great, but not bad. It's it's good. I like it. Entertaining, solid, and I like how short it was. It didn't need to be very long. I keep asking myself, did it have to be longer? Did it have to be 10 minutes, 15 minutes longer? Would that have elevated it? I don't think so, but I don't – I'm not sure. I think maybe five minutes might have really helped the story a little bit because mm-hmm. it really, a lot of the movie takes place in one night. I just have to say like uh, most of the movie takes place in one single night. Gotcha. And which I thought was very interesting. I was, cause at one point I caught, I could tell it was, that was what was going to happen pretty early on. I was like, Oh, are you serious? This is all happening in one night. Like, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say this much. If I remember is this is this really correct? I think so. When I don't think I'm wrong here. i, I've, I I'm not hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. When Cletus Cassidy turns into Carnage mm-hmm. and escapes prison and then he goes on and he does whatever else he does in the movie, and then him and Venom fight, and then everything gets resolved at the end, that all happens in one night. Okay just 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 giving you an idea like it's yeah this movie doesn't doesn't waste time dilly-dallying with uh anything it really just focuses on the story and uh like i kind of liked that about it. it didn't waste any time it just it set everything up and, and then then it, it all and then once one story beat happened everything else fell down like do, like a domino effect yeah there wasn't any stopping or lagging or you know like dragging because uh-huh. some movies as great as they are, you can feel the runtime. Oh, yeah, like for sure. Like uh Blade Runner 2049, amazing movie. Yeah. Such an amazing movie. It's 2 hours and 40 something minutes long mm-hmm. and you can feel it as you watch it. I remember I was in the theater watching that and I, and at one point I was like, "Wow, I am really feeling the length of this movie." I think I was probably like an hour and 40 in going on to two hours and i was really like it's just taking a while but that's because of how slow paced the movie was yeah but venom is uh, venom mother carnage is very fast paced and uh it's very funny entertaining and and it's uh once carnage comes in he is absolutely ruthless i i want to say this though i was kind of excited to hear carnage speak and I like how they didn't—they didn't—they didn't let us hear his voice in the trailer. They only—they kept very focused on Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. That said, I don't really care for Carnage's voice too much in the movie. I doesn't—it doesn't mean like it was a bad choice for playing the evil symbiote villain of the movie. It works, it plays the role. It plays the part fine. Fills in the role pretty well whoever the voice actor was doing the voice for Carnage, like, I'm not saying they did a bad job. They did a good job. I just really think they should have gone with a different kind of voice for Carnage. That's not Carnage's voice to me. Now, I've only really ever heard Carnage's voice in one depiction, and that would be the really, I don't even know what year it came out. It could have been, like, very late. Actually, I think it was 90s. I think it was from the late 90s. The PlayStation 1 Spider Man game. Mm. Uh, Carnage is in that, and Carnage, you know, sounds like. Um, he sounds like a cross between. Uh, he sounds like a cross between Gollum and the Joker. Okay. Yeah, like he has like a crazy laugh, but he also is like a wild animal. And that's how he. And uh, he, I just remember a, a certain way he laughed as he uh, attacks Spider-Man. And I was expecting a voice not just like that, but, you know, something on that level, similar. But mm-hmm. no, they went completely a different, typical route. And it doesn't ruin the movie. But I remember thinking, like, okay, that works, but you could have done a better job on the voice. I don't know why Andy Circus, Andy Circus. I mean, the guy played Gollum himself. I, I don't know why he... Didn't find a better uh,
0: voice for uh, Carnage. I don't know if he. I wouldn't say whether it was a better voice. Maybe that's just you know what he had pegged for it. I mean, yeah, sure,
1: um, but I don't know. Like I, I really, I wonder. I wonder if he had something different in mind, and if the studio said, "No, we want to do Probably. this one." I
0: mean, that's another way.
1: Because I really think Andy Circus is is creative enough to. Um, do something like do, heck. I I almost I don't know who vo- who voiced Carnage in this. I almost want to look it up, but um, I I really think like why didn't Andy circus do it? Because I think if he could have done it, he could have done something interesting with it. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: could have been Woody Harrelson if, if if Tom Hardy did Venom. I wouldn't say is Tom Hardy Venom. Mm-hmm. He voices Venom. Really, I
1: mm-hmm. was wondering about that. I didn't... Because I think Haley asked me that, and I didn't know if that was... I didn't know if that was true or not. Uh, where? Oh, good Lord. Venom. Let there be carnage. Okay. Woody... Oh, no, I found something that says Woody Harrelson pushed for Andy Circus to voice carnage. So, I, it looks like Andy Circus might have voiced carnage, but I don't know. I have to look into that. It looks like yeah. there's something to it. I can't... But it won't tell me instantly who did it. Um, I guess it's just gotta go see it again and, or when you see it yeah watch the credits and yeah. see who who voices carnage um but no it, carnage's voice aside it, it it's a very fun movie it's really good um venom is venom is great tom hardy is um is so much fun in this movie as eddie and, and i as venom too I, mm-hmm. uh, that makes sense that he voices venom i just didn't know
0: i just never knew that um I know you have a not a, not a weird thing with sequels, but you have like a, kind of a, like an expectation with sequels. Uh uh-huh. Did this live up to that expectation? For a sequel.
1: It it it, it, uh, it, it met the line. Mm-hmm. So I have this thing with sequels where like I'm like you gotta be, I expect you and even want I really my whole thing with sequels is that I want the sequel to exceed the exceed the first one i don't think a sequel should be attempted unless you intend to improve upon what the original movie did that said just because the sequel uh doesn't meet the bar doesn't mean i won't like it it's just like oh well you know you didn't ideally do what i I hoped you would do but you know i like you anyway Mm -hmm. Uh, there are some sequels that fail so much that i'm just like you're you should never been attempted um i love it when a sequel comes in and, and and exceeds the bar and and goes even higher than the the first one the first movie did and um like for instance batman begins good movie the dark knight great movie mm-hmm. dark knight came in and was like so much better and honestly if you want if you want a real testament to that you can ask my wife my wife told me uh in our first couple of years of dating that she really when it comes to superhero movies she very much loves origin stories she likes she digs those kind of uh, superhero movies so when she watched so when I was getting into superhero movies she watched Batman Begins she said she really said she she, said she really liked it and then I told her hey let's watch Dark Knight and then she said hey don't get mad at me if I don't like it as much because I just really dig origin stories and I said I think you're going to like this one more and when we watched it by the time we finished it I asked her so what would you think she said I really liked it and I said better than the first one She was, and she said oh yeah she said hmm. Wait, she was like, "That's," she says, "I love the first one, but that one is way better." And so, yeah, um, let their venom let there be carnage. To me, um, pretty much came up to right where uh, Venom one was. Venom one brought the bar up here. Okay, yeah, you're not you're not great, but you're not bad. You, you did, you're pretty good. Venom let there be carnage hit the same level. Yeah, came right up to the same bar. You know, not 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 great, not bad, just right there. And the good meter and they're, they're both pretty on par with each other. And I, I think that that is still a win. Mm-hmm. Um It's, I mean, sure. It didn't overtake it, but I mean, at least it didn't come in, you know, for sucking more than the first one. Yeah. I really think, I think if you're gonna make a sequel, it's gotta at least be as good as the first. You gotta at least bare minimum make it as good as the first if not better. Ideally, it has to be much better than the first one. because um, to me sequels uh, sequels should improve upon the original, continuing the story, unless unless your franchise is made in a way to where like you you really shot it as a part one, part two, part three, whatever. Well, it's interesting because, like, the Lord of the Rings, for instance, uh, I love Fellowship the best. The Fellowship of the Ring is the best one for me. Yeah. The two, But the thing is, the Two Towers, even though I don't think the Two Towers is overall better than Fellowship, I still think the Two Towers is, like, the same quality of good, like, just on that level as Fellowship. I just, for personal reasons, favor Fellowship more. But the Two yeah. Towers still, like, as far as excitement and story and and... You know, quality and everything still like reached that same bar as Fellowship and Return of the King came in, and you know, still hit that. Some people say Return of the King just blew those both those movies away. I don't think so. I think Return of the King came in and it's the most epic because it's the ending of the story, mm-hmm. but it still hits like just like the same bar, maybe a little higher, just because of how insanely epic and good the ending is. But yeah. um, it doesn't like absolutely like trump those two movies to me like. No. It's all about putting them together and seeing this one big grand story and that's how they were made yeah uh, so but if you're talking about like traditional sequels where like a movie is made, it does well yeah. and then the studios like it did great, green light the sequel and then two years later the sequel comes out because you'll notice that a lot of movies blockbuster franchises especially when a sequel comes out it's they're the it's two years later from the first movie because I don't know that's just how the scheduling works. Yeah, they uh, have to get everyone together, get a get a script written, you know, pre production, shooting, post production, release. You know, it all takes around two years. Yep. Um, you'll see that. You, you can go back and find that pattern with any of them. The Transformer movies, uh, at least with like two, the first three, mm-hmm. and then you'll you'll see that with um, some of the Marvel movies. You'll also see that with uh, Star Wars. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the 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 the, sequel, the this sequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah, sequel trilogy too.
1: There's only a few movies, a few franchises that doesn't really apply to, and that is um, the Dark Knight trilogy. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight was three years after Batman Begins, and then um, the Dark Knight Rises was four yeah. after Dark Knight. So
0: um, I don't know why. Nolan wanted to wait so long. There's a uh behind the scenes thing on YouTube that you can watch about the Dark Knight trilogy. Apparently, they didn't know that they were gonna get a sequel oh, for really? Batman Begins. Uh. Um, I don't even think they were planning on getting a third one out too.
1: Honestly, I, I if it were me, I would have I would have had them keep it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises is, is well made. It's fun it is it is a it is a good movie but um, it really kind of comes up short yeah. compared to the dark knight the only reason i think some people really try to um, say no 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 it's just as good or it's better is because of like the stakes of it mm-hmm. Cause they really push for like this is like because basically the first batman begins was like you know they're, they're trying to destroy gotham through fear the dark knight to me is the best one because it's basically the joker trying to take control of gotham through chaos mm-hmm. and You know, and so uh, chaos is the enemy here that Batman is fighting against. But the third one was um, just about preventing the destruction of Gotham. And we were talking about sheer destruction, like blowing up the entire city, like nothing but rubble. And to me, that was I mean, yeah, they had to escalate in a way. And I guess that was the most like, hey, let's go all the way with like, hey, we're going to blow up the city. I mean, it's it's kind of typical, though, a little Mm -hmm. maybe even a tad cliche for like a final trilogy for like a Batman movie like that. I mean, it was all pretty exciting, uh, but the story just had a lot of problems. yeah, There's just so, so many story problems in The Dark Knight Rises, and it's really long. Like it's the longest of all three of those movies. A little too long if you ask me mm-hmm. and there's a lot of questions that are just like well how the fuck did batman get back to gotham like how did this happen like how the fuck does who the f- why the fuck would anybody do this you know <laughs> and and uh, why um who would send all the cops down into the tunnels like that that's so dumb and and uh oh my god really like like joseph gordon levitt recognizes bruce as batman all because of the way he spoke a certain day that's bs and this whole and then how they kind of forced I I don't like how Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character was basically made out to be Robin because they said I like your legal name Robin. I was yeah. like that was the biggest facepalm for me. I was like you've got to be kidding me. I was like just 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 have his name be Dick Grayson. Yeah. A biggest eye roll I've ever had in a, for a movie uh like a, a Batman movie. I was like wow, like that <laughs> I can't believe that. Like, mm-hmm. what? What was the problem? Why? Why? I mean, yeah. I guess they wanted to hide the reveal that he would be That he's like Robin, or like he he's going to be the next Batman. It's but yeah. That's the thing. Like, he's not going to be Robin or like Nightwing. He to me, it's like he's basically going to be the next Batman.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I just don't like how they. There's a lot of story executions I didn't like. Tom Hardy is 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 he's pretty entertaining as Bane, um, but a lot of people did not understand, don't understand how big Tom Hardy is and Tom Hardy ain't that big of a dude. And, uh, Tom Hardy was approached by someone years ago when this movie came out and this guy and like a fan at like a, like an event, like this guy was like, Oh my God, you were so big. Dark Knight Rises, you were so big. and and Tom Hardy told the guy, I actually wasn't that big. Like they made me look big, but I wasn't that big. Mm -hmm. And, but, uh, like, yeah, like, um, It's still a solid trilogy overall. It's still like the production of that movie was still pretty solid. The performances are great. It's just the writing has issues. Um, That's it. Like, it just doesn't come in as strong as The Dark Knight. It was still like a solid movie overall. Uh, But eh, I I think if you're going to do a trilogy that third movie has got to come in and knock it home. And I I feel like Dark Knight Rises kind of it kind of glided over the finish line
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> no pun intended but for me it was like there was symmetry but the the path to symmetry was really bad at times yeah. So.
1: yeah and, and ah,
0: yeah there's just
1: i i we could have a whole other, the whole nother podcast about the dark knight trilogy but um well yeah let that be carnage. Good. If they do a third one, I hope it's I hope it's a little bit better. If it's just as good as these first two, then that's that's great, but if it can be even better, that's even, that that would be awesome. Just a, even just a little bit better because yeah. I think, you know, this movie, I like how refresh I really do love how refreshingly short it is. 90 minutes. That I don't see I don't understand why more movies aren't 90 minutes long. Like the courier is like what was like what, an hour forty, an hour fifty? Probably. I don't see why a lot of people were just like we got we gotta get close to the two hour mark as possible. Why? Why? If your movie's only an hour and twenty minutes long, let it be only an hour and twenty minutes long. Like, don't worry about I, I really wouldn't worry I if I were a director, I wouldn't worry too much about the length of my movie. If I'm making a movie and if uh, it's supposed to be a blockbuster movie and the uh, the studio's like, um Oh my God! How long's your movie? Oh, it's like an hour and twenty twenty four minutes. And they're just like, "What? An hour and twenty four minutes? You know? Yeah. Actually, I think I I got to cut it down. It's actually gonna be an hour and eighteen. And they're just like, Are "You kidding me? No, you got to get up to two hours. I'm like, "No, no, it's not gonna work. You know, I I had to fluff it up. It's too much. It's gonna drag. It's not gonna be. It's it's not gonna be as good. And because my because I I had to explain that my movie will work the best way it can at hour at an hour and eighteen minutes. And plus. Like, I, there's nothing but benefits to that. You release the movie, people enjoy it, and uh, they're just like, oh my God, that movie was so much fun. It's so short, too. Let's go see it again. You know, mm-hmm. you can fill up more a lot more slot screen times that way. And that's because the movie works at that length of time. That doesn't mean that you should make every blockbuster movie only an hour and 20 minutes long. The movie has to be as long as it needs to be. Warner Brothers did Justice League a huge disservice by cutting it down to two hours. That movie needed to be a lot longer than that. It needed to be three hours plus in order to operate with the story Zach had written. Yeah. It was either that or they should have just scrapped the whole thing. Uh, that said, I guess I'm glad they didn't, but I think Zach would have eventually got it, got us the movie one way or another because, uh, I mean, he did take that copy home. Yeah. So I still... Th- so this whole this whole craft that people say, like, Joss, we didn't save Justice League. I don't, I don't buy it. No. I think Zach would have been able to give us that movie eventually, even if it had been 20 years later. Yeah. So, I mean, look look at the Superman Donner cut. There was a, the Richard Donner cut took like around that long, maybe 30 years to release. And I've only seen one alternate scene from that, from that cut. Right. And basically, the way Superman reveals himself, the way Lois learns that Clark is Superman is done differently. Yeah. Uh, But, I haven't seen the whole cut, but still, like,
0: you know. Yeah. For me, sequels, f- just f- for my own opinion, Seagulls just need to, for me, need to extend and expand the universe. Oh, yeah. That was established in the first one. If it can do that for me, I'm um, I'm sold. Yeah. So, um, you know, Lord of the Rings does it really well. Dark Knight obviously exceeds that. I mean, I also wanted to improve in epicness, but if it doesn't improve in ep- epicness, as long as it does those other things, then... Um, i'm satisfied speaking of sequels we do have we didn't talk about this Mm -hmm. um we well we are also talking about trilogies the matrix trilogy oh yeah we have that and we also have a new trailer for the fourth one coming out so well it it? it
1: already well it did come out
0: yeah yeah um no yeah we have first first trailer coming out um or first one already came out i'm sure we'll get more oh yeah we're definitely gonna okay here's the thing we're definitely going to get one at least one more trailer we're yeah. gonna get one
1: more main trailer for this movie but if i think that needs to be it because
0: yeah. well because it, it makes sense that they're going to give us at least one more before this christmas is, time i think this was like if it wasn't considered the teaser trailer this is what first trailers usually are they're like hype stuff oh yeah yeah the first trailer is like enormous hype
1: yeah was this 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 is not even a teaser to me. This to me is like the official trailer one. Is yeah.
0: this is this is this titled a teaser trailer? Uh, I'd have to look again. But I, I feel like teaser trailers are starting to get up to like that 2 oh, minute man, mark really? Which is, yeah.
1: Oh man, cuz I think a teaser trailer is supposed to be a minute long trailer. Yeah. You know, uh yeah, that's supposed, supposed to be a shorter thing. Yeah, and then the the official trailer is like 2 minutes or so. And this one to me was an official main trailer. If there yeah. was a teaser trailer, we missed it um i don't know like because i don't think it needs to be another trailer preferably i I wouldn't want another trailer is what i mean because right. this one was so damn good mm-hmm. it was so exciting it left so many questions to be said but they showed so they showed a lot of stuff The but they left it, all the context out they, they left all the context out and they just showed us a bunch of images of stuff that and footage of stuff that that happens and we're all left wondering well when does that take place when is this like what is that you know and and um what does this mean and it's so amazing and so much fun and i like how this trailer shows how um neo is going to be more vulnerable in this even though he still kind of has access to his powers as the one and it looks like his powers as the one are are changing or evolving because he's got this thing where he can force push now but every but it looks like every time he does it he has like a bright light that appears in his hands Mm -hmm. we see a light effect when people get pushed when people get blown back in this trailer it happens twice and we see you can see a ball of light uh, at the center and i think that that both times is from neo uh, when he when he pushes back morpheus and then i think he does it again when he's like surrounded by police or whatever and uh the agents look fine um I don't know i'm wondering who the main antagonist is going to be but i especially love how neo seems more vulnerable in this because there's a because the, it looks like there's a scene where he's completely at the mercy of an agent because they mm-hmm. you see the agents like the agents have these the they have the big old automatic guns right like the you, you'll notice like if you go back and watch the other matrix the older matrix movies you'll notice their handguns are just are like those big desert eagle looking kind of handguns and He's at, and uh, you see Neo on his knees and uh, just like absolutely like at the mercy, of, of the, it looks staring at the end of a barrel. And um, so he's, and but then um, you see he's stopping bullets with Trinity by him and Trinity looks like she's been, she looks, Trinity looks like she's been through the ringer. She looks, she's got blood coming from her nose. Yeah. And, uh, but he's stopping the bullets, but he doesn't have one hand up. He has both hands. He looks like he's focusing really hard. So it's like he kind of has his, he has access to his powers, but he can't fully control them, or he can't get that, he can't master them like the same way he used to. So, like, it's interesting to see, like, what what that means and everything. Yeah. And uh, I like that one. I like that one shot of him in the tub, and he's got the rubber ducky on his head. <laughs> mm, yeah. I wonder if that was just a uh, <laughs> random thing they did for fun. If the if the director was like, all right, oh wait, 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 all right, count, don't move. And then they just placed. I wonder if they just placed it on him and he didn't even know. He was just like, "Okay, whatever." And then I, I have a feeling that that'll. I, if that is in the movie, great. That'll be like a nice little like because it's the Matrix and it's like, a, you know, just the rubber. You know, just to have the rubber ducky because like they're trying to make the. It looks like the Matrix is supposed to be kind of be a perfect world now, like a new, a different perfect world, and uh, but Neo is going to be left unsatisfied. But I think a lot of that's Gonna be, he's gonna be remembering what happened to him before. Oh yeah, there's so many questions, so much to talk about, and you know Trinity, uh, Carrie Anne Moss coming back. Trinity is so exciting. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm looking forward to her mo- more than anything in the movie. Uh, she looks great in this, uh, especially that moment in the trailer where she looks like she has an awakening. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I love how vulnerable Neo seems in this. Like I said before. I like how him and Trinity are clearly going to be working together to survive whatever they're going through. Like I love that. And I would love to see them just fall in love with each other all over again in this movie and rediscover each other and themselves. And that would that I, I am also curious as to who the antagonist is going to be. I have a strange feeling that it's the guy at the end who plays Holden and Mindhunter. Mm -hmm. I don't know the actor's name, but I was, I was very excited to see him at the end where he says, says, uh, when he says oh it's so exciting to go back to where all started back and back to the matrix um i'm wondering who he is i don't know if he's like is he the new architect or is he an agent or is what is he is he just a program that Neo meets and talks to because i think he is he's not a real person i don't think he is a i'll be shocked to find out if he's actually a human being in the matrix that is talking to neo i really think he's a program of some sort, whether he's a new architect or an agent or the leader of the agents, or if he's just a, just a program. Um, yeah. Like there's so much to dissect from that one trailer alone. I'm just super excited. And I know we're going to get another one. I hope to God it's just as good yeah. or, you know, just good in general,
0: but yeah, this, really... one is, this next one should be very story driven. You know, we'll see what the basic plot is for sure. In this next one
1: i almost don't want to man
0: i almost don't watch it i yeah
1: i know i might not watch it because i almost just want to go into this one blind because it man i saw this and this trailer gets me so pumped to see the movie it's good and the bad thing is that you don't want a a a follow-up trailer that even though might be just as good might be you know good to generally good if it doesn't hype you up as much you know it may not make you want to go see the movie as quickly as yeah. possible or as many times as you want i don't know
0: or from that trailer makes you figure out what the whole movie is yeah um case in point um
1: dawn of justice mm. yep that th- that first big comic con trailer was b e a beautiful it was amazing exciting epic action-packed and you didn't really couldn't you didn't know what was going on and, uh, people were, people were starting to draw conclusions, but they were really looking in the trailer for him. And then that third, tra- and then that third trailer came out and it pretty much spelled out the whole movie for us. Yeah. Like that third trailer, the doomsday reveal that pretty much, and the, the Trinity at, at the end uh, showing them all standing. I was like, okay, so Batman and Superman are going to fight before I watched the movie months before I watched the movie. I was like, great. Batman and Superman are going to fight. They're going to resolve. And then they're going to fight doomsday in the final act. And Wonder Woman's going to show up. That much I knew. And that's what happened. Mm. I shouldn't be able to actually draw out two plot points like that from a trailer. Like, yeah. But the thing is, I didn't have to look very hard or, or guess anything. Like, The trailer pretty much gave all me all that info. I really hope someone got fired over that. <laughs> it's not true. I don't know who I would like to know. I want to talk to Zack Snyder and talk to him like, like whose idea was it to show that in that trailer?
0: Like, please tell me it wasn't yours. <laughs> probably. I mean, whoever it was that they hired to, cause they hire individual companies to like just do trailers. Yeah. So they probably were like, eh, we're not going to go with you again. Yeah. Thanks for showing our movie. Hmm. We're going to take our business somewhere else. So, um, my dad told me that he, uh,
1: what do you think of Neo? Uh, I, I Okay, we both know why he, he looks like this. Mm-hmm. Because Keanu Reeves has to, is doing Luke his John Wick movies. Mm-hmm. And Keanu Reeves' current look today is his longer hair and beard. Yeah. But what do you think? I, I, I really think, what do you think of Neo um, kind of being
0: resurrected and looking this way? I think we're getting a John Wick crossover, baby. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, uh, no, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just um, however, whatever happens, how they resurrect him. I think it's just going to be like him being in stasis for that long. And it just, I think, his it's, hair I think it's good. I think, yeah. I, I think it's, I don't a, mind it. Yeah, no, I love it. I think it's a good
1: way to like really uh, show more. Like this is a significant, like different Neo. Yeah. It's going to be slightly different and he's going to um it's just it just helps further like because everything is different now the matrix is different neo is different trinity is different um they're all everything is similar but different yeah so it's very saturated this matrix yeah and uh everyone's asking like why is it so colorful well if you remember at the end of Matrix Revolutions, whenever uh, Sonya or whatever the girl's name was, uh, whenever she points to the sunrise at the end, like the sunrise comes over and everything looks beautiful and very colorful, not taint, not tinted green anymore. Mm-hmm. So th- this whole evolution of the Matrix looking like a very beautiful colored world that all started at the end of Matrix Revolutions. Um, but yeah, no, I like, I like that Neo's gonna have longer hair and a beard. Like it really to me, it shows evolution of the character like i don't think i like how when characters look different as sequels occur and happen like it's i like it when characters like because it really shows growth it shows growth it shows change it shows you know it's something different for us to look at yeah and process and uh it really it really also helps it like that kind of look i think will really help you know what neo's character convey what neo's character is in this movie um i bring that up though is because my dad didn't like it my dad mm-hmm. watched the trailer and he said he thinks keanu reeves just looks better with a shorter haircut and clean shaven and i and i told him like yeah but he's doing his john wick movies and he was just like ah, yeah i <laughs> get it but and, you know i don't I, but the thing is like that's why we had mustache gate with superman yeah uh but four and five are already filmed right john wick four and five they were shot back to back I've heard that. I think they were already done. They're already filmed. Yeah. Well. Might be true. But by the by the time they get around to, uh, whether they're done or not, I think they are, mm-hmm. um, like, they're definitely going to, he's definitely going to be done by the time they do a possible sequel to this movie. So if for some reason uh, Lana Wachowski is like, you know what, I would really like for Neo to start this movie off with longer hair. And a beard but then i really want you to cut your hair and, and shave um then he can because uh john hope i think john McFour and five are the are the end of the franchise okay is that right because if they are then uh Keanu might be yeah kiana can cut his hair and not worry about it. he can grow back out eventually but he can cut, cut his hair and shave and not worry about you know unless he wants to keep it for some reason and which he can i think he looks yeah. good with, i think it looks good with it i think it, it really marks a uh, a change in his career like his he the only the first time he really kind of sported this look, this particular look was. I mean he, I don't know like the first time he got back on the map again in a good way was John Wick.
0: Yeah,
1: um, he had done a couple of the movies, but I mean like to my understanding they were all kind of stinkers.
0: Yeah, um, knock I, knock is.
1: I I still liked Forty Seven Ronin. I liked it. I don't think I've seen it. I, I I enjoyed it. I mean if I watched it again maybe there'd be things in it that I wouldn't
0: care for, but. <sighs> i mean not, I've not always not liked an Keanu okay Reeves. movie, but... I've always liked Keanu Reeves. Yeah, um, Keanu Reeves is good at Knock Knock, but the movie overall is yeah.
1: That the one where two girls come into yeah. his home? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I haven't watched that, but yeah, no, I've seen a couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. But no, no, I'm excited for Matrix Resurrections. I really hope it's good. For all we know, though, this movie could be a complete crap. I, I I hope it's not though. I really hope it's good. And you know what's funny? That even though my dad had all that to say about the movie, he's, he's uh, on top of. Him complaining about Kiana's look, he said the movie looked, he said it looked weird and confusing, but interesting. And he he said he said okay, look, all that said, I'll go see it with you on Christmas. <laughs> he said he said I'll, I'll go see this movie with you when it comes out. And I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's it's gonna be good. Um, what 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 movie? Are, okay, so let, let's let's uh, wrap this up by saying like what movie we're looking forward to most uh, by the end of the year. Okay. For the rest of the year. That was the one movie coming out that we look forward to the most. Got quite a few, too.
0: I Let mean, I, yeah, I do. Um, I mean, it's a toss-up between Eternals and oh, uh, No God. no Way Home, Spider-Man. You know what? Yeah. Home for me.
1: Yeah. Um, me, though, I'm going to say Dune. I mean, Dune's really good, too. I can't wait to see it. I- I'm only um, fearful of... Uh, I kind of hope that the ending is is good, or at least good enough. Because I've heard the consensus; I've heard that critics say this movie is really good. It just doesn't really have an ending. Because of course not. It's part one. Yeah. You know, and that's the one thing I hated about those Hunger Game movies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. You know, when they got to part one of Mockingjay, the ending of Mockingjay sucked. Part one, at least,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. it wasn't an ending. It was like a stopping point. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I, I I I'm kind of I'm. I hate did that. Watch,
0: did you ever go see Dune? And you did at Alamo, right? No. Oh, you never. You didn't. Do no. Either.
1: Since you did, you couldn't go. I, I opted not to go. Which reminds me, I need to watch Dune on HBO Max now.
0: Because I've never seen it, so I may watch it too. I mean, I know this has a oh, to do. you should. With, it's pretty good. Do with the, this one, but it. Basically, at least I will. You know, get a lot of the basically uh,
1: the references. Try to so. find the try. Try to find the try to. Uh, pay attention to where the halfway point is and then just and then just like pause it and be like oh i'm about halfway so i basically just says, this is the first movie <laughs> yeah. so like the first basically what you everything you'll have seen in the first half is basically
0: going to be this new movie but way more fleshed out yeah because for eternals what i'm more excited about is not just the story of the eternals but just how gorgeous it looks like there's oh, a God, shot yeah. of the tra- in the trailer where it's like it's, this volcano is yeah. ex- is exploding and the way it's moving towards oh, yeah. it while it's exploding I don't know why I like that mm-hmm. shot the best but I like that shot the best. You the know trailer. what I
1: should be more excited for Eternals, um, and I I am in a sense. I just I don't know. There's so many other movies coming out, and I'm just trying not to get too excited because I don't want to. You know, I don't know. I guess I just I I, I expect Marvel movies to be. You know, just on a certain level, pretty good. And I, I, I have no doubt that Eternals is going to be good. But I guess I should be more, even more excited because Marvel, the Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige have been, like, really trying to say, like, hey, this is possibly, like, the best movie we've ever
0: done. Yeah. I think that's another reason why I'm kind of excited.
1: Yeah. I'm just... But I'm still trying not to get too excited because, like, as good as it seems to be, there's a few things about it that kind of... Uh, That, where I'm gonna be like, yeah, that was amazing, but I don't think it's gonna be my favorite Marvel movie.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I just don't want to get hyped up too much and then get disappointed. Uh, I I would much rather go in, okay, yeah, uh, and then it blowing me away. I would love. I much prefer that. So that's why I'm trying to keep myself
0: from getting too excited. Spider Man, No Way Home for me. Also, of course, just the fact that there's rumors that we're gonna get Tobey Maguire and maybe Andrew Garfield I know he's denying it but who knows <laughs> ask the
1: director they'll deny it right, yeah. <laughs> ask the screenwriters they'll deny it ask the ask, ask, ask the crew they'll cut their tongues out <laughs> before they tell you
0: ask Tom Holland he'll say it right away <laughs> yeah
1: ask <laughs> Tom Holland he'll say it right away <laughs>
0: damn him <laughs> but yeah but just you know watch Tommy your, boy needs to keep his mouth shut right, right. Tommy boy but just wa- after watching you know keeping up with the Disney Plus series and stuff like that watching loki yeah um if you know how that ends for you people out there who haven't watched it i think you should get on it um yeah it just makes me more excited for this whole phase four yeah so and of course how that leads into the next marvel movie after that which is doctor strange so
1: dude i can't wait for doctor strange too it's gonna be so much oh god I can't, I, I really can't wait for that movie yeah if I had to pick the one Marvel movie I'm looking forward to most, it's not Spider-Man No Way Home. It's Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Doctor Strange, because that, man, I love Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. I love how he's going to have a big role in No Way Home, but I'm just really excited for his, after hearing, like, what his second movie's going to be like, mm-hmm. or be about, um, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited to see, hey, see him and Wanda Maximoff, just, like, do their shit maybe even fight themselves yeah. oh god can you imagine a fight between Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange woo yeah that's gonna be crazy I I hope they I, now that I've said that I hope they do fight I hope she goes nuts on his ass and is just like no this is how we're. and he's just like I have to stop you and then there's oh yeah oh dude I'm getting too excited just thinking about it's that
0: <laughs> well Unfortunately, that is next year. So, yeah, but yeah, no. Out of all the Marvel movies that are coming up, Doctor Strange is certainly up there. Oh yeah, is probably my top one. Top. Then it's the tie of Eternals or yeah. Spider Man. Yep. But well, ah, well, that's all we got. Yeah, people, that's all we'll do for today. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can I think you can leave us a like. I'm not sure what all you can do on Spotify. That I'm, I'm new to it. Um, if you're listening to us on Anchor, I'm sure there's a way you can leave us a review. Tell us how you like it. Tell us how what we can improve on. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Paradox Cinephiles, as it is right now. Again, we'll probably uh, change it, but uh, you know, just keep in touch. We'll probably start doing some YouTube videos hopefully soon. Um, but yeah, other than that, we'll talk to you guys next time.
1: All right. See everybody.